on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome to the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. I'm your host, Trey Scott. Today, we are counting down 24-7 Sports' preseason top 25 rankings with the help of national basketball writer Kevin Flaherty. Before we get started, we'd love for you guys to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Let's go. Coming up at number 14 in 24-7 Sports preseason college basketball. Top 25 countdown. We've got the Seton Hall Pirates. Kevin, they returned four starters, including probable first-team All-American Miles Powell. I guess we'll start with Powell. Is he sort of the reason you've got them so high? You know, I've been trying to think of the best way, Trey, to describe Miles Powell like for somebody who hasn't seen him before. And uh, Michael Lewis, you know, the writer of Moneyball, he wrote this outstanding piece on Shane Battier, and it was called the No Stats All-Star. Basically, Battier had this amazing talent to digest scouting reports and then sort of guide and cajole the guy he was defending to the spots where that guy was worst at making shots and then getting him to take the shot and contesting it. And it ends kind of beautifully. You know, Battier's going up against Kobe. He kind of pushes him to his most efficient shooting spot, gets a hand in Kobe's face as he's shooting, obscuring his vision, and Kobe makes it because, well, he's Kobe. And Miles Powell is sort of the college personification of that Kobe anecdote in that he brings almost defense-independent scoring. You know, he's going to make some really tough, some challenge shots, you know, even when the defense is really perfect because he's really, really good. You know, he was a guy that, ranked in the 86th percentile nationally in catch-and-shoot jumpers and in the 89th percentile in points per possession on guarded catch-and-shoot jumpers, according to Synergy. So hand in his face, no hand in his face. Put him where he doesn't want to be. He's still a guy that's probably going to wind up making some shots. Yes, 23 points per game last season. Just a tremendous player. Kevin is... Was it a surprise that he did not jump to the NBA? Is he seen as an NBA-type player? Are we just looking at one of those great classic college basketball scorers? I think he could wind up being an NBA guy. And the reason I say that is I think that the NBA is starting to value his skill set quite a bit more when you look at – and a a little bit of a different guy, but you look at a guy like Carson Edwards and the stock that he had – coming out last year, being a smaller point guard who doesn't really distribute. You know, his primary talent is coming down the court and being able to hit a 25-footer. And, and Miles Powell being sort of a six-foot-two shooting guard, it, you know, he, he doesn't have that ideal size for the position, but his ability to make shots, I don't know that he's ever going to be an NBA starter or, or a high-level NBA guy, but... He's somebody that could come in off your bench when your starters are taking a rest and and he can carry your offense for a little while. And so I do think that while he's not necessarily the most coveted guy at, at that level, I do think that 
he's somebody that NBA teams are going to have a very long, you know, sort of eyeball on over the course of this season. Yeah, of those four starters returning, they've they've got two Mileses here, uh, both spelled M-Y-L-E-S. They've got Miles Kale, who was the number two scorer on the team last season, really started shooting the three ball really well as the year wore on, uh, had six of those uh, in the finale against Villanova. Kevin, as you look at the starting lineup, you've got Miles Kale, you've got Quincy McKnight. What else about Seton Hall do you like? You know, you, you add in, you know, Sandra Momkashvili, you know, who's a, a skilled six foot ten forward. And, and, you know, that backcourt has a lot of length, you know, outside of Powell and, and can cause some problems defensively. And so the fact that they're the guy replacing their fifth starter, you know, maybe Florida State transfer Ike Obiagu, who is a seven footer, he was an unbelievable rim protector at Florida State. To have that sort of guy on your back line with the pressure that they could be able to supply with that backcourt could, you know, sort of take Seton Hall's defense to the next level as well. Torian Thompson wasn't super impressive last year in his first year transferring from Syracuse. If he steps up and plays to his potential, then this is a team that could have a lot of length and a lot of ability to create some uncomfortable situations defensively in addition to being able to put the ball in the basket. In the Big Ten, or sorry, in the Big East, um, Kevin, they've sort of, they have yet to really achieve that upper echelon spot Seton Hall has, uh, third place in the Big in the Big East last few years. Do you see them breaking through with this team? Seems sort of like a perfect combination of talent. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be in that, in that discussion. I, I think they're sort of the league's number two team right up there. You know, we've already reviewed Xavier, uh, who, who I'm pretty high on it and has a lot of athleticism and a lot of dynamism on that team. Uh, Villanova, I think it is the best team in that league, but with this roster, Seton Hall, I think it is very capable of not only catching, but maybe even passing Villanova this season. Yeah, they've got, this, this is a fun non-conference schedule too. Um, Michigan State, Maryland, Iowa State. They're going to go to the Battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas. And among among that field, they could face North Carolina, Michigan, Gonzaga. So you kind of think by the time the, the, the conference season starts, Seton Hall should be should be battle-tested and ready, or I, I guess they could also be beat up too. <laughs> well, and don't forget that this is a team that gave us, you know, one of our favorite moments of last year's non-conference schedule when they beat Kentucky in that terrific neutral court game. And so this is a team that's used to being challenged a little bit, maybe not quite to that level in the non-conference, but, you know, in terms of having that depth of of number of really good teams that they're going to play. But at the same time, you know, last year they played Louisville, they played Kentucky, they played Maryland. So they did have some some pretty good teams in there. And their win over Kentucky, the the one where Powell was just terrific in in that game, I, I think really sort of set them up for success the rest of the way. All right. Well, if you're sleeping on Seton Hall, if you're sleeping on Miles Powell, it is time to wake up. They are number 14 on our countdown. Next time, we're going to look at number 13. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.